Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's time for your Impact Wrestling post-show. Y'all know who I am. Doesn't matter who I am, but I got my ride or die, my bestie, my favorite co-host. Sorry, Tim. I have Cresta Star. Cresta, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. What a what an impact. I'm doing fantabulous, if you will. And Joel, you matter. You matter to me. I Thank love you. Joel. <laughs> honestly you know what I'll, I'll be real for a minute i had a really shitty day yesterday i i i usually don't complain about stuff going on at home and it's not not like at home mm. um basically so i live in a two-bedroom with my wife and my kid okay two-bedroom apartment and this is my office one of the bedrooms okay mm -hmm. we bought we don't have air conditioning it's not central air. So we have uh, okay. portable units, right? So we purchased portable. I've, I've had, I've gone through two this summer because the first one I bought had an issue. So I got okay. a new one. New one is working fine. Last night we're running the one in the, in the regular bedroom where, where we sleep and our baby sleeps. Uh -huh. And then here in the office, I'm running the new one. Uh -huh. And about an hour in, boom, all the power goes out. Not that. <laughs> Turns out this old ass apartment that we live in, doesn't have a strong enough uh, current or amperage to support my computer setup, to support the two ACs because the both the bedrooms are running on the same circuit. <laughs> so now I've got to go. I'm sorry. This is this seems very. I'm sorry. There are people who no, are in worse fine. situations than I. <laughs> I understand that. I am very understanding of this. So now, now I'm basically going to run. I'm going to get a, a 20 foot extension cable, run it to the dining room, and then uh, be able to run the second air conditioner off of that circuit instead of the one in here. It's yeah, a big old mess. But I was just, it was like dog shit piling on top of dog shit piling. And I just, that broke me. I almost called my mother in law. She <laughs> almost came to get us and take us to their place. They're a 30 minute drive away. It was like a whole thing. And this happened at night. Like our baby's asleep and we're Ooh, trying to put him down. Yeah. And we're like, this sucks but eventually everything worked out 
Can someone get me a beer? Yes. <laughs> and if not a beer, then maybe uh, you can donate a super chat or a humper chat. We'll talk about that in a second. Cresta, please tell me, are you doing better than I am right now? No, but. <laughs> well, everyone, good night. Uh, it's been real. Um, I'm Like if we're just having a venting moment, we are doing impact. These things have impacted my life for the past week. I've been like renovating my apartment to say the least. And it's been stressful because it seems never ending. It's been so stressful. We moved a Johnny and Rengar, which are my two cats over to my mom-in-law's house to hang out because what was supposed to be three days has now turned into a week and a half. I'm ready to throw myself in a well, a well. Down the well. (laughs) And speaking of your power issues, I'm seeing into the future. I just recently upgraded my computer too. Now with my three monitors, if I turn on my PC and my roommate has his PC on behind me, the lights in my bedroom are like. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrorism, but it's okay. You know what? I still got life in my body. Got no no strings on me. So here I am. (laughs) And we're here and we're talking impact. And that's usually a highlight of my week, to be perfectly honest. Not only because the show is typically good, but also because like you and I get to hang out here and and hang out with the chat and do our thing. Hello, chat. How are you doing? I appreciate the kind words and the good jokes. Thank you. Please keep them coming. Uh, Impact, July 21st. That's the date today. That's the show we just watched. Uh, We've we've talked about this before. Cresta, do you have like an out of five for this show? What would you give tonight's uh, Impact Wrestling? Tonight was a solid four out of five for me. Um... I've been saying now for a past couple of weeks that Impact has a theme. And tonight's theme was, if to quote the, I don't know if he's great anymore, but to quote Road Dog, oh, you didn't know. <laughs> oh, he ain't great. He got, he, 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 he if you, if you deny him a job, he'll tell you the other side of it. <laughs> you know what? I don't like quoting movies, but here I am to quote Scarface. They need people like me to say, that's the bad guy. I'll be the bad guy. I'll do it. (laughs) But yeah, like tonight's episode, four out of five, everyone, like things that you were like, okay, yeah. But now it's like, (laughs) yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, we're doing it. We'll give it to you every ball. (laughs) I'm with you. It was, I I really enjoyed the show. It went by quickly. Remember, I looked down at my my watch and I'm like, oh, okay. We're at the main event already. And when I saw that they were going to give that match about 25 minutes, oh, buddy, I was ready for it. And they absolutely delivered. Shelly and Saban had a wonderful match. I, I told you off the air and I'll say it here. I'm never like a big match guy. Like I, I love watching the matches. I love watching the, you know, everything that goes on, but the storytelling within the match that Mm. got me the whole way through really enjoyed Shelly versus Saban. We'll talk about it more, but man, that I, I don't even know if that was the match of the night and it was a wonderful match. There were so many good matches tonight, but that's to be expected from Impact. No one's really a slouch in the ring. And those who quote unquote are, you already know it's going to be super funny. Like, your big favorite person, Mr. Swinger Daddy, yes, God. And I have to tell you, having to explain that to my grandma and my boyfriend, I just thought of you and I was like, Joel, right in the eye one day. <laughs> Listen, we're going to break down that match, I swear. But first, I want to tell you all, leave a thumbs up here on this video and keep letting Sean Ross App and the rest of the Fightful team know if you're enjoying this post-impact show because we're hearing you. We're hearing the good word and we're hearing you all say some nice things and we appreciate you. Let's keep that train rolling. We love it. Let's keep going. Uh, if you want to donate a super chat, you can get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, first of all, if you just go to youtube.com slash Fightful and after you hit the subscribe button, 
hit that dollar sign. Any amount will get your question or statement read on the air. We'll pull it up on the screen, do the whole thing. And then we got our Humper Chats. Cresta, tell them about the Humper Chats. You can head over to humperchat.com and you can do donate the same Super Chats, just Humper Chats. See what I did there? I'm clever. I swear to God. <laughs> so yeah, we get a little bit more of the donation. We get to continue to do what we love. And we'll also read your comments and questions on air. So go ahead, Super Chat, Humper Chat. It all helps us. It helps us at humperchat.com. I swear to God, I can read or speak English. It's okay. I forgot to log into the Humper Chats page today. So that's good on me. So let's talk about it. First of all, did you watch BTI? Did you watch Swingman and Laredo Kid? this week i did not but next week this ends i'm tired of being embarrassed at the beginning of our show next week this ends i'm gonna start watching bti but this time i was i was trying to be an anime girl so this is kind of my fault <laughs> listen man i'll believe it when i see it okay next week i got you yeah okay all right we'll see um okay i, I gotta tell you swingman and laredo kid actually had a really good match on bti uh, and Scott Demore joined them on commentary, which made it even better because Scott just like clowned on everything. And my favorite thing, he brings up Johnny Swinger having a match against Chris Jericho in 1997 on WCW Saturday nights. You can find that match, by the way. It's on the internet and it's a really good match. Johnny Swinger and Chris Jericho. It's like June 1997. Uh, I, I made a comment about this on, on Twitter whoever did the audio editing for the beginning of that match i could feel the the bottom of the ring i could feel the ring boards in my brain because it was so poorly edited that i heard them running i heard them hit the mat i was it was vibing in my brain did not like it they, they cleaned it up uh the, the whole match is just scott damore referencing old johnny swinger matches and like johnny swinger experiences it brings up like conan and johnny swinger back in the day not, the whole, conan. not conan but apparently conan doesn't matter uh, good stuff. I, all I got to say is just go watch it. There's a really funny spot where Swinger does his fake dive and instead he just walks between the ropes, walks down the stairs, then hits a double axe handle. Come on, crazy zany shit. And then eventually Laredo Kid, he works over Swingman's knee and uh, Swingman, as if that's his name. Johnny Swingman. No. Uh, Swingman. <laughs> Swingman. He's just, just a regular guy. Yeah, hey, I'm Johnny Swingman. How you doing? <laughs> the guy you see on the street uh and and then eventually uh zicky dice tries to get involved tries to hit uh laredo kid with a, a loaded fanny pack as you do in wrestling because that's that's how you do it that's Not what you fanny. do tasha steals is quaking with this fanny pack again <laughs> tasha Steels was, by the way absent from these uh these show tonight we'll talk about that a little bit okay. later and then Laredo Kid eventually gets the La Magistral, Magistral Cradle and gets the win. Laredo Kid actually had a great match with Johnny Swinger. I was shocked. Go out of your way to watch it. It's free on YouTube. Johnny Swinger may be a clown, but he's a good wrestler. His gimmick is just borderline cringe funny, but he's a good wrestler. And that's what's like, if you could get past that and just like, this is stupid and I like it because it's so stupid. Genius. Big brain. Big brain plays. Absolutely. Impact opens up with a good opening video package with the Motor City Machine Guns talking about multi-tag titles, winning them in multiple companies, talking about their teamwork and they're putting it aside for a shot of the world title. Uh, Saban is saying, you know, he's been the world champ and Shelly says he hasn't had the world championship. And then they show both men entering the venue. And of course, Luis Polito, our wonderful mod, starts us off with a super chat saying Alex Shelly is the hardest mother effer out. I agree. That was a very good match. We're going to talk about it That was a really good match. Soon. Let's start 
with Vexed. I always thought they were VXT, but they're calling them Vexed. Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green taking on Mia Yim and Jordan Grace in Cresta, my favorite match. Because it was a can they coexist match. Turns out Mia Yim and Jordan Grace can coexist until Jordan Grace gets taken out of the match. What did you think of the match? Was this was this fun for you? Did it uh, did it showcase the right stories or the right talent? How'd you feel about Perazzo and Green versus Yim and Grace? I liked the match a lot. When they were coming out as Vex, I was like, is that a joke? Am I missing something? Are they just mad? I like that they're cohesive as a team. Something Impact is good at is if they're going to put someone together as a tag team and have them be serious, the gear match, which I thought was a nice touch. And of course, you got a tagline title, like a name of the Vexed. The Vex. Vex. I'm also was like, so does that mean they're going for the tag team titles, which you see later on? Yes, a spoiler alert. Well, you're here. You watched Impact. You're here. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they were able to go for the Impact titles now coming up at Emergence. But I could see them taking the titles off of Rosemary and Taya. And actually, I'd be here for that. It kind of sucks that Jordan Grace got taken out when she did and Yim didn't have anyone to tag to. But together, they were really good. I think that we as fans sometimes get desensitized because of other companies. Can they coexist? And the answer is no, they can't. They hate each other. But they're really good wrestlers and emphasis on the professional part. They were able to do the damn thing. What did you think about um, the match itself? I really enjoyed it. I felt like it wasn't a can they coexist match as much as it was a Poor timing led to our defeat match. And then <clears throat> Mia Yim was like upset. She was annoyed, but she didn't mm. attack Jordan Grace afterwards. She realized, you know, Jordan Grace said, I got knocked out. I'm sorry. I missed you. Like she apologized. And Yim was just like, fine, whatever. Doesn't matter. Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo as a tag team is perfect for me. Not only because of the friends in real life. That's great. But the fact that you can get <clears throat> Deanna Perrazzo away from the main knockouts championship mm -hmm. right now there's so many women in that division that are in need of a shine or at least something more than knockouts tag titles or just showing up and doing something like i wanted more women in that top picture for the knockout yeah. championship so to see Barazzo exit and still be in a tag title picture that's good i'm a big fan of that uh, and the match itself, I mean, listen, Chelsea Green is underrated as a performer. Yes, yes, she's so good. Like, my roommate kept, like, stopped. I think he was playing Magic the Gathering. He's like, who is this tall girl? I'm like, that's Chelsea Green. She is so good and so underrated. And I like that, whether inadvertently or on purpose, Deanna Perrazzo is giving her a major rub, a major elevation. And she deserves it. Chelsea Green is so good. And in my mind, I'm fantasy booking this, but I want her to versus Britt Baker in some way because I think she could beat up Brick Baker and I would laugh the entire match. That's just my fantasy booking. I'm done. <laughs> it's, you're not alone. Those two would love to face each other as well. So I'm sure you would really, uh, you'd really get your rocks off, and so would they. <laughs> yes. There was some good stuff. There was a double tope from Grace and Yim. They can work together, so that was fun. Uh, and on top of that, you know, I talked about Chelsea Green <laughs> and her turnbuckle curb stomp. That's huh. something else. I love watching that. It's good stuff. Uh, and then eventually, you know, Vex hits a double suplex. Razo pins Yim, and that plays into what you were just talking about, uh -huh. where they're backstage with Gail Kim, and they start talking, you know, all that shit, and they say, you know, uh, Deanna's like, I pinned Mia Yim, I should be put into the Knockouts title match at Emergence, and Green backs her up and says, you know, you should be number one contender. And then Gail says, well, Deanna, you are a number one contender, and so is Chelsea Green. 
because it's Vex versus Rosemary and Ty at Emergence for the Knockouts Tag Titles. Then we got to talk about Jessica and Rosemary and Ty, but we'll do that a little bit later. I got to ask you, though, the match itself, how do you feel about Vex versus Rosemary and Ty at Emergence in August? Okay, just the match. Just the match. That's going to be a good match. I honestly, Taya Valkyrie versus Chelsea Green, See, being able to see that, see that, yes, I'm here for that. But I cannot act like what's happening outside of the match, especially for Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. Like, that's not going to play a big thing to it. Because for weeks we were like, what's going to happen when Havoc comes back? Does she get ousted? Rosemary gets ousted. Dude, we, when we talk about that segment, I got some, I got some, I got some takes. I got some ideas. We're gonna talk about it. I, yes. Well, well I'll wait. But we'll on the there. inside, I was dead. Yes, and I loved it. Uh, Philly seventy six with the super chat says, "Vex looks like a superstar team. Impact continues to show that they know how to book the knockouts better than anyone. They have multiple stories every week. They absolutely do. They in that match alone, you had." the knockouts tag titles and just the knockouts tag division on display. You had the knockouts uh, main women's division on display, the main title with Jordan Grace. And then later on we had uh, Madison rain and Masha Slamovich. Uh, we even with honor no more, Maria is the leader for all intents and purposes of honor. No more. And speaking of honor, no more, we got to talk about that promo. First of all, first of all, I love that Matt Taven called the Mesa Bays means that we're, we're doing something good here. We're, good. we're trending. Yeah. We're on there. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I see you. Call us. Scott, call us. We're available freelance, baby. Call us. Call us. Team Joe Scott, call us. I'll see you soon, Scotty. I promise you I will. If you just give me a call, we'll talk. Um, but I'm done with the one-by-one promo from from Honor No More. I don't know about you. It's like, it's very kids in line ready to step forward and deliver mm-hmm. their lines at the school play. It's like Matt Taven speaks and then Bennett, Mike Bennett speaks and then Kenny speaks and then Vincent, who, by the way, is an ROH six man tag team champion for another two days or maybe more. Who knows? We'll find out this weekend at uh, at uh, the, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And then Edward Edwards speaks and he reminds PCO that failure is not an option. And then he singles him out. And then Maria gets the last word. Just let Maria Canella speak for everyone. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you were waiting for me to talk. I was just agreeing with you. No, that's fine. That's basically where I'm at. I just want to see more. I want to see this. I want to see Honor No More succeed. And obviously there's there's a bit of a, a Honor No More versus Bullet Club thing that they're still building mm-hmm. on and I'm kind of getting sick of it. But I also feel like it's leading to OGK versus the Good Brothers for the tag titles. Fine with that. Totally fine with that. I just, I'm 
sick of the promo style. I'm sick of them hanging around the water cooler, each getting ready to, to say their lines, and that's it. You already know how I feel about Honor No More. I think it's time for Honor No More to be no more. I actually didn't mind <clears throat> this promo. With the way that things are going, I was like, okay, they'll probably be Ace of Ace tonight because they're cheaters and they cheat. That's what they do. And I liked how Kenny King was like, Keith, if you keep interfering, I know you got kids. One of these kids, one of these kids is not going to have Christmas. I'm like, oh, so we really getting violent, Heath. Don't mess with all 20 of that man's kids. Don't do that. So I was like, okay. But then later on, they lost. So I was like, so are you going to blame PCO for this one? Because it was literally Maria or are we finally going to break them up? Like, what's happening? Well, I was giving you the hope, the benefit of that. Like, okay, maybe, like you said, maybe you guys versus the good brothers. Okay, work. I can understand that. But then you lost. What's happening here? Right. <laughs> what is happening here? Like, it ain't great. Yeah. It ain't great. And we're waiting for Honor No More to do something more. It's just been yeah. the biggest problem is that Honor No More, we said it week after week. Once Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, Honor No More as a stable and impact wrestling became almost an afterthought because mm. they came in as like the defectors from Ring mm. of Honor. And then Ring of Honor came back and now they're just being treated as if they're the people who couldn't get jobs back at Ring of Honor. Yeah. Outcasts. Yeah, they're outcasts. And and like, listen, that's probably not true. But to me, that's the way yeah. it comes across when I watch them perform on Impact Wrestling. I don't see them as the, the Ring of Honor guys. I yeah. see them as the Ring of Honor guys who left and couldn't come back, got locked out on their way out of the door. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. Which sucks because I think individually they're all really good wrestlers. And Maria Kanellis, she she's really good on the mic. Like you said, let her just talk. It just kind of feels like... What are we doing at this point? I want you to do something. I don't care either way. Push them to the moon or break them up or just do something. I don't care if it's a beans mess wrestling match. Just do something with them. Yeah, exactly. We got a super chat from Craig Goodwin. Thank you. Saying in the UK. And I'm so glad to see you guys getting a chance to do an impact after show. Hey, we're here every single week after impact wrestling. And we're here after the pay-per-views too. Sometimes even after the, uh, the, the specials, but they've been running on Fridays lately. Anyway, let's keep going. I grew up on TNA Impact, says Craig, and seeing the resurgence is so heartwarming. Cresta, we've been talking about Impact for about a solid month, month and a half now. I haven't really been keeping track of how many shows we've done, but mm -hmm. are you still feeling good about Impact Wrestling? Are you still enjoying it the same way as before we started talking about it weekly here on the show? Before when I started talk, before I started really watching TNA Weekly, my biggest complaint about TNA was that they have a bad tendency of taking a storyline and run, jumping the shark, quite literally. And they have world-class wrestlers. I don't think that's ever been a doubt. But I think the bigger problem was that sometimes the storylines can get wonky. Now watching it every week and watching the pay-per-views and the specials that they sometimes have on Friday, you begin to really see how much they've matured. And it's one of those things where it's like, I, me personally, and I know some people don't agree. I think their women's division is the best representation of women's wrestling currently on main roster or whatever. Their, their women, their knockouts division is incredible. Their men's division is just as incredible. I think that they could stack up WWE, AEW and impact could all be on the same thing. They just need a, I don't know what they need. I'm not a TV booker. I'm not, I want them to be on the same level, but, Impact is really good, and I'm glad that I'm watching now, seeing all of these wrestlers that will eventually try to get sucked by WWE, which is kind of unfortunate. But 
on the bright side, though, I want everyone to make money. Everybody eats, you know, everybody. Eats. Impact is so good. I want more people now to watch Impact. I don't get sick of it. I enjoy even the stuff I don't like, like Mr. Johnny Swinger in that you damn dungeon. <laughs> Talking about you'd love Johnny Swinger. He is your guy. What is this? Yes. <laughs> what is this? Let's talk about what may have been the actual match of the night. Yes. The X Division Championship. It's Speedball Mike Bailey taking on Diener. Oh, boy. These two went nuts. And I love it that Diener finds ways to be innovative every single time he wrestles. Mm -hmm. And a guy like Mike Bailey can find ways to counter and make those innovations look better than the ones that Diener comes up with. What did you like about the match? Tell me about it. Okay, I don't have a lot of notes for this one because I was really in it. Yeah. I like Mike Bailey and I like Cody Deaner. I like I like Cody Deaner back when they were the Deaners. To see him now and to see how much he's grown, changed in the character development, so good. So let me go down. First of all, starting off, when Joe Doran came down to the ring with him, something was afoot. Now, you can't go back and lose this. After you told Eric Young last week, I, I've got this. I'm the guy. I got you. Believe in me. I know we messed up, but believe in me. So I'm like, okay, Joe Doring is down here. But then I started thinking, are you guys booking yourself into the corner? This is a championship match. Bailey just got it. How does this work? Of course, Dean is cheating with the eye poke, which <laughs> eye pokes get a cheap pop out of me every time because <laughs> I don't care. It's the best. But when Joe Doring took out Mike Bailey, I was like, are they really about to take it off of him? Is Violet by Design about to like have a resurgence? And then when he lost... Cody Dieter, Joe Dory. I don't know. I believe Eric Young could beat y'all both up in a handicap match. Y'all got to do something. <laughs> you have to do something. Like, that. it was such a good match. And it's like, I know Motor, Machi Motor City Machine Guns is coming later on in the night. And I was like, this match is so good. So good. I, I could talk about it all night. I want to know what you think before I talk too much. So you mentioned Doring taking out Speedball. And that came right after they did Diener does the apron spot mm -hmm. where he pulls the ring apron open and Bailey kind of slides into it and gets himself stuck. Referee gets uh, Diener away from it as Bailey frees himself and then during levels him. It looks really good. And I really enjoyed that little bit. Uh, it, it made it, you know, you get the odds stacked against you. It was really good. Speedball's kicks, man. They are just so crisp and he doesn't get gassed. Oh. If you ever try to do, try to do that at home, just try kicking air. You will be sucking wind in minutes, but this guy keeps going. And then you know how he follows it up, Cresta? There's a twisting shooting star press. Bro, he was kicking Mike Bailey. Not my sorry. He was kicking Diener so hard. I was like, yo, afterwards, I would have to fight you. Because I, I, fe I felt that in my home. I was like, <laughs> Oof, stiff as a horse. This is what I love, though. This, this is a little bit of a personality coming from, from Mick Bailey. He does, they do the kicks, uh, and then he misses when Diener fakes him out. And then Diener kind of pops up, and Mike Bailey has him scouted and says, uh -huh. hello, and then just kicks Diener in the face. And I was just on the floor. I had a good laugh over that. Again, talking about innovation, Diener hitting a flipping neck breaker through the ropes. I loved it. And then Speedball following up with a naughty spring bullard moonsault to the outside. Really, really good stuff. Uh, and then they do the coast to coast to the face, the ultimate weapon. And Mike Bailey retains in a very entertaining match. I really enjoyed it. Anything to add to that? I want to say that Impact's X Division is so good. 
And maybe it's the nostalgia in me of thinking about the cruiserweights, your Dean Malikos, your Eddie Guerrero. But everyone in that X division is a workhorse. They, even in that match, when Speedball was trying to do the flips and the kicks, Dina then was targeting his neck, targeting his knee. So you couldn't do these things. And if I put you in a submission, you're definitely going to tap. Their exhibition is always on point because you think you're getting flips. No, you're getting submissions. You think you're getting submissions. No, you're getting flips. So good. So good. Match of the night. I, I love the last match, but this 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, very good match. Go out of your way to find it. Uh, Bailey and Diener, I, I was excited for it when it happened. I was excited for it when, before they even got to it. I knew something was going to be good, and it was. And then they do the Ric Flair moments. And there's Sting's there. I like Sting. Joker, Sting, and TNA was wonderful. It was the best. Anyway, we don't have to talk about the Ric Flair moment, but instead we can talk about Ric Flair's last match. And by us, I mean this guy. Here we go. Let's talk about uh, Ric Flair's last match. If you're here, you like pro wrestling, and StarCast 5 is capped off with an incredible card for Ric Flair's last match on July 31st. And that's after the actual convention on July 29th, 30th, and the 31st in Nashville, Tennessee at the Nashville Fairgrounds. But listen to this list of talent. Josh Alexander, Jacob Fatu, Motor City Machine Guns, The Wolves, Rachel Ellering, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, Killer Cross, Harry Smith, Ray Phoenix, Bandito, Clark Connors, Laredo Kid. That's before we even get to the Nature Boy Ric Flair's final match. On Sunday night, that SummerSlam weekend. Panel shows also include Renee Paquette Sessions featuring Brian Danielson, Soraya turning the page, The Last Ride of the Four Horsemen, and Bret Hart taking a look at his match with Davey Boy Smith at SummerSlam 30 years later. If you're going to be in Nashville, head to StarCast.com for more information on StarCast tickets, meet and greets, and last match tickets. But if you're not there, you don't have to miss it. Head to RicFlair'sLastMatch.com to pre-order the event. Watch the incredible docuseries, Ric Flair, The Last Match, with new episodes dropping every Monday at 6.05 p.m. If you're there, there's going to be tons of signings, tons of activities. You're going to see talent from MLW, AAA, Impact, New Japan, AEW, and so much more. StarCast 5 in Nashville. There we go. I'm excited for StarCast. You know what? I, I, I Motor City Machine Guns, Josh Alexander, Laredo Kid, Jordan Grace, a bunch of Impact stars that we've seen and talked about plenty of times on this show and have watched on Impact. And then, of course, you've got so many other star wrestlers and stars that are going to be part of StarCast weekend and Ric Flair's last match. Again, that show, Ric Flair's last match, is going to be a lot of fun. I'm legitimately excited for it. Um and we'll see what happens. Listen, Jeff Jarrett is a TNA original. He's going to be in that main event tag match. So there you go. That's all you need. And Jay Lethal, once upon a time, was part of Impact. But anyway, we're going to talk about him. Let's go. Let's talk about Eric Young, because we were just talking about that uh, Mike Bailey <laughs> and Diener match. Don't give me that look. <laughs> it's the way you said we don't got to talk about that. And all I can see in my mind is the exact promo. <laughs> That's my life. Woo. That's a anyway. time gone by. <laughs> so Eric Young is they're doing this like weird face to face. We're like, if I I got I gotta do it this way. I'm I'm facing you and I'm talking like this. And I'm down <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> so don't you you know, but you can't you can't ruin it. You oh. can't ruin the the fact that they're down the stairs because they're first they're doing the side by side like this. 
Okay. And that's true. So hold on. So you don't know. So you don't know. So so they say it. So Eric Young is like Doring and Diener. You still have the sickness, whatever that is. And then Doring and Diener, they disagree and they like they revile the sickness. They say, and then they show Eric Young at the top of the stairs and Doring and Diener at the bottom. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. It's symbolic. It's also hokey as f. <laughs> And then Eric Young comes down the stairs, meets them at their level, and says, "Be better." Um, uh, Be better. <laughs> That's literally the, that was literally the whole problem. Are you sick? No. Be better. <laughs> get better. Get well soon. Sorry, Hurry I love. <laughs> I love those guys. I just gotta. Uh, this particular segment wasn't really for me, um, but it happened, and they're just telling the story of Violent by Design. Are they going to get better, or are they going to break up? Is it going to be someone gets kicked out? Diener just lost the match, so clearly he's looking a little rough. And mm-hmm. Doring also lost a t- another title match. So now it's up to Eric Young to lose a title match and get on their level. Am I right? Listen, I stand by what I said. I think Eric Young could beat them both up in a handicap match. And I was actually surprised he was still calm. Because, like, literally, that was a few things in Impact that I watched before this. Eric Young literally terrorized Diener for weeks. Weeks. So now you be being nice? Okay, maybe you maybe you got the sickness. Either way, I'd like to see that match. I'm a watch. I'd like to see everyone here leave a thumbs up on this video and subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash fightful. Madison Rain gets the shit kicked out of her by Basha Slamovich. I don't know what you expected here. Giselle trying her best to like back up Madison Rain is hilarious to me. I love it. Uh Rain tries to level with Masha, but like yells at her and then shoves her and realizes she fucked up sorry i had to drop the f-bomb masha rips off the protective mask and choke bombs rains and i'm sorry rain and then snowplow one two three it's over and then giselle shaw is next of course what do you want what, what do you think of the match do you have anything to add to this thing my notes when i wrote who was the what was the next match i literally wrote lol <laughs> i well, do this. like how the commentary said, listen, no matter what Madison Ray says, she is medically clear to compete tonight. That's right. Since <laughs> so like you you cannot you could JBL it, run up the, the ramp. I mean, you, you could have did that, but she was gonna get you anyway. And Giselle Shaw, what happens now from Masha after you've done muckalized everyone around Giselle Shaw? So what I have this now? I have this written down. So, so here, here's, I have two questions. Well, one's a mm-hmm. statement. The other one's a question. First one is I want weeks because we talk about how Giselle Shaw is actually hilarious in her delivery now. Like she somehow, something happened to switch flipped and she just became really funny on the show. She like got this comedic timing down. Um, I want to see weeks of Giselle Shaw ducking Masha Slamovich with the dumbest reasons. Like what stupid reasons could you see Giselle Shaw using to duck Masha Slamovich? I have a hair appointment. I have to I have to go see my mom. <laughs> that's funny. And let me tell you why that's funny. In this moment, just reminded me of something completely off topic. Give me two seconds and I'll give you the world. What was that? A 1010 wins thing or whatever. That reminded me of one time we was playing World of Warcraft, me and my friends back in the day. Somebody literally who was supposed to be the tank disconnected in the middle. Before he left, he said, Gotta go, my fish are on fire. Those are the type of excuses Giselle Shaw's gonna start using. Hey guys, I would love to hang out, but you know my turtles are drowning. Gotta perform CPR. I got gotta go. My chickens are upside down. Look at the clock. Gotta fly. <laughs> That's funny. I want those excuses, and I want her to be like, "Yo, Scott, if I'm, I'm gonna rip you in half unless you give me Giselle." I like that. There's a Canadian children's show 
that some people will remember called Polka Dot Door. And it was there was this big imaginary character called Pokeroo. And he was this big, long-necked looking thing. It was whatever, cute. He had a big, big belly and a big long neck. He almost the giraffian like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is there would always be like the the adults would just miss Pokeroo. And they'd always just walk. And I want that to be Masha Slamovich looking for Giselle Shaw. Giselle Shaw is Pokeroo and just keeps like leaving as Masha Slamovich comes in looking for her. And I'm all about that. I just want to see her duck her until finally Masha finds her and is like, we're doing this right now. And then it's a quick match and that's it. So someone put in the chat, oh no, my house got pulled into the shadow realm. Let me put on my... uh." (laughs) My big brain tinfoil. Imagine Giselle Shaw goes to the same place Havoc went and finds Havoc and she becomes the new Havoc and just and Havoc is now Jessica. Okay, I'm taking off. I'm taking off the hat. That's too much power, too much power, too much sauce. Giselle Shaw starts wearing Havoc's mask. Yes. <laughs> Yo, uh, in fact, I trust you to do that. And I'm gonna have tears in my eyes every week if you do that. Loyal somebody- paying customer. If somebody from Impact is watching, please, let's make that happen. But my real question, the one that I actually wanted to ask you, since we're seeing Masha Slamovich beat the shit out of every woman in like 30 seconds, who's her first real challenge? Without saying Jordan Grace, who was the knockouts champion, who was the first person who's really going to give her a run for her money in Impact Wrestling? Right? That's the question. Okay. Now that I've so you start her off. The next thing you do, Savannah Evans. Okay. Okay. And then from there, you could, if you really want to, you could Deanna Perrazzo and have Perrazzo lose because she's still a tag team, so it doesn't really hurt, and it elevates Masha. And then from there, you could you could do a Taya. Say, oh, you you could do like like I said, Evans Perrazzo or Evans Taya Perrazzo, then Grace. I think that'll be a good way to build them both up and neither Taya nor Perrazzo lose anything from that. Masha still looks like a monster. Not to say Savannah Evans loses anything from that either, but right now she's someone fresh and someone in the bigger category. So you're not like just beating up on Madison. Madison Rain, Lish, girl, stop it. Stop it. So it really puts you in a different category where if you are approached by a Perrazzo, it's like, is Perrazzo going to out-wrestle you? And then when you win, you're like, oh, no, Jordan Grace, your days is numbered. <laughs> exactly. The only other person I would give her mm. is Killer Kelly when she comes back next week. I wouldn't do it immediately. Yeah, next week, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. A lot of people are talking about that match. That's a match that I want to see. And that's a match that I think should be a little more even keeled than what we've seen Masha do with all the other knockouts. I want to see Killer Kelly wrestle. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. Don't pay rent. Wonderful. I love it. (laughs) I want to see Killer Kelly at least wrestle one or two matches. And I think that'll be cute. Also, to add to the Masha thing, maybe after Yim is done with Grace, Yim versus Masha, which wouldn't be bad either. That's a good call. I like it. That is that's one way to go. Uh, Another way to go. Is uh, Brian Myers and uh, Pupinder Gujar? <laughs> Brian Myers, I love him. He was a big jabroni tonight. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I love that they're making the digital media championship. Like we always knew it was a bit of a comedic mm-hmm. championship, but 
they're just it's a really simple story like it's the cocky heel champion he's a veteran he's giving a seminar telling people to follow him on on twitter like why aren't you following me and then you've got a credible young opponent Mm -hmm. and like the cocky heels being a jerk to this guy even though he well deserves the championship shot and like what he does next like myers tells gujar that vincent is calling him out and then he goes sets up a match between bupinder gujar and vincent before gujar even gets like a word in edgewise and I love it. It's so stupid and it's so hokey, but it's the it's the cocky heel coward champ, this chicken shit champ, going and and setting up matches for the baby face. I like it. It's just it's simple. It works. Do you think that um, Gujar and um, yo, I literally just forgot his name. Brian Myers or Vincent? Thank you. No, Brian, Brian Myers. Myers. Do you think they have a match at Emergence for the Digital Media Championship? I don't see why not. If anything, you'd it'd probably be on the the uh, pre show. Okay. Simple, easy match. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good match to have, and uh, it gets uh, Gujar more reps. But I still think that mm-hmm. Bupinder Gujar shouldn't get a championship match until he gets his blue check mark on Twitter. I really think that that should be Brian Myers should like just keep harping on. Like go to Scott. Does Brian Moore, Myers like, have a blue check mark on yes, Twitter? Yes, and he makes a whole thing about <laughs> it. I don't have a blue check mark on Twitter. I'm working on it. Apparently, if you live in Toronto and you're not like the top five percent, you don't get shit. I it's, it's just go follow me on Twitter, I guess. Maybe don't. follow Joel care. Pearl. Easy. You see at the bottom crest of the star, Joel V. Go Pearl. <laughs> there Joel V. Pearl. No, it used to be the Joel Pearl, and then I changed it. I got I I got the the name because the other guy is a uh, a real estate agent from uh, from North Idaho. Really nice guy, by the way. If you're he's not a wrestling fan, but Joel Pearl, the other guy in Idaho, appreciate you. You're a good dude. Come on, Pearl. Twinning him. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I Gujar and Myers, it's just a simple, silly story, and I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, this particular segment, it was fine. It, I just, the whole, like, why Vincent? Why does it have to be Vincent versus Gujar? Why can't it be literally anyone else? I guess Heath is going to beat the shit out of Vincent again? That's, is that what we're doing? Like, what, what are we doing? What's the point? Even if, even if Vincent may or may not lose, PCO could be lurking in the shadows. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to hold you. This kind of match, this segment, I was just like, it... Unless this is them writing off Vincent because of the ROH stuff, because Death Before Dishonor is coming up on Saturday. But again, it's it, we don't know because Vincent is part yeah. of the six man tag team champions, so it's it's a strange conundrum. Or it could just be the match is happening and it's just yeah, Gujar gets a big win over an honor no more guy. Anyway, we'll move on. Killer Killer Kelly has her third segment. Fightful Select had the scoop of Killer Kelly's return to the Impact Ring. By the way, if you subscribe to Fightful Select, we also had the scoop earlier of where Bound for Glory is going to be located, Danbury, Connecticut. It's out there. Briscoes have been signed to Ring of Honor. That's out there. Sean Ross Sapp got that scoop from Tony Khan today on the Death Before Dishonor media call. And of course, speaking of Death Before Dishonor, we will be covering it on Select and on the website and on YouTube.com slash Fightful. We'll be doing a post show as we do, but subscribe to Fightful Select. Five bucks, get you everything, get your scoops. You know, Cresta gets your scoops from, from Fightful Select. You know it. I get my scoops from Fightful Select and the garbage can, so. Ooh, I like that. Killer Kelly is not hanging out in the garbage can, though. She's still at a hotel. And she's like, where we're uh, at. A motel that looks like it wasn't the garbage can. <laughs> it may as well have been. She asks, you ever feel like someone's watching you? And she's like, it's because I am. And I'm like, okay, I've got to check my closet for Killer Kelly tonight. I'm a little worried. And then th- th- this random dude walks up and starts talking to her. And she's not listening. It's like completely zoned mm-hmm. out. 
And like, I get it. Normally when people walk up to me and talk to me and just womp, 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 womp. It's like the Charlie Brown teacher. Womp, yeah. Womp, 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 womp. I got nothing. So basically I don't listen to people. I'm sorry. And then Keller Kelly says, people just don't know when to shut the fuck up. That <laughs> is fun. some of the best advice. If, no, if nothing else in this life, learn when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And then they flash Killer Kelly next week across the screen. And I'm just like, that's perfect. That's the way to end that segment. I don't got to explain shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. And then we go, let's go move on to the Honor No More versus Bullet Club. It's OGK versus Ace of Bays. Uh, Taven talking trash to camera is good stuff. The match is great. It's one of the, like, Impact does this thing where they always have a really good match before the main event like before yeah. they ramp up to the main event and this was it like a really good tag match um ace of bays gets the shine they get the win as well because heath comes in hits the wake-up call on matt taven and then ace austin hits the fold on mike bennett gets the win uh, maria gets involved everyone gets involved blah 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 well tell me about the match what did you like what did you not like so initially <clears throat> and i had touched on this earlier Initially going into this after the Honor No More segment, I was assuming Ace of Bays were going to lose. And the way they've been treating Ace of Bays, like they said in their promo earlier, you're sending us the cronies of the Bullet Club. We don't want these guys. So I was fully going in with the, okay, they lose. They push the Honor No More narrative. Now, the match itself, good, great. Three out, not three out of ten. Ooh. Uh, eight out of ten, would recommend. Yeah. Um but I will say, after all of that beef about PCO not being there every time Heath is around, what do you blame now that Maria is the reason? Because not only did Maria distract the ref, you guys hit Chris Bay in the quote, uh, Taz, the yam bags, and you still lost. So how is this PCO's fault? Are you going to hold Maria accountable? Are you going to hold Maria and Mike Bennett accountable? Because that's really the next question. Are you going to be like, well, your wife is always getting involved. And yes, she helps. But did she help this time? Or will it Thanos snap? Either way, I'm happy for Aces of A's. Chris Bay, 10 out of 10. And honestly, Chris Bay really had a good moment to shine in this match. I think Ace Austin has improved considerably. Still don't like the gimmick, but you know what, boo, get your money. But Chris Bay looked amazing tonight. Amazing, because he's normally getting ragdolled. I don't like that. <laughs> There's a spot in the match where Bennett lays out Ace Austin mm -hmm. and with his forearm, and then he asked <clears> the crowd <throat> to two-sweet him. And I just, I cackled. I had a good laugh over that. It was good stuff. It was fine. It was a good uh, a mm -hmm. good tag team match. And again, we talked about at the top of the show, Honor No More and Bullet Club is getting a little stale, but OGK racking up wins, especially against, well, not in this case, but getting uh, just OGK getting reps as a tag team leading up to the Good Brothers match that uh -huh. they're inevitably going to have. I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. I just want them to get there finally and just move on from it because once we're yeah. done with Honor No More and once we're done with Bullet Club, we can at least do something else and not be stuck in this vacuum between these two teams. Yeah, I mean, I like to see them all compete, but like I said earlier, either do something with Honor No More or disband them, or like, like so you have to do something with them. Yeah, exactly. Folks, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We're still talking about Impact Wrestling. We're going to talk about Steve Macklin backstage with Gia Miller. Macklin says he's always a step ahead because this is war. So, of course, Sammy Callahan appears behind him and attacks him and attacks Steve Macklin. 
they brawl, they do the thing, and then Wild Moose appears, attacks Sammy, and then Macklin uses the pipe on Sammy, and then right when they pick up a trash can, does Moose and Macklin, Sammy teleports out of there or whatever with his phone. I have nothing to say about this. I'm I, I hate the teleportation gimmick. Lights on, lights off. It just it's, it's I I please stop the lights on light. I, I just watched it last night too. I'm watching it on every show. Please stop, please stop, please stop. I liked it. I'm out. Good night. I liked it. I liked it because Mac was like, I was born for this. I'm not afraid of Sammy Callahan. Lights off. Ron Haas was like, it's in a commercial. And when lights came back on, like Sammy said, you better be afraid. Now, <clears throat> I've been putting on my fantasy book and hat a lot. So I'm going to put it back on again. Yes, please. When Moose came out, and was beating them all up and hit when when no so when Macklin and Moose jumped Sammy. I was like, okay, but is Sammy Callahan gonna get beat up alone? Nobody likes Sammy Callahan. What about OVE? They're not gonna do those guys still work here. Uh one of them is probably never <laughs> going to be seen again, but one of them could show up again. We'll just leave it at that. Let me go off. I need to know the law because I remember it was like a three-man group, and then it was just Sammy. <laughs> yes. we can talk about that later or you can just do a little bit of googling and figure it out rosemary ty and jessica are backstage <laughs> this is a segment that i absolutely loved because it was just silly shit and we were waiting for it you and i talked about this where does havoc fit in well it turns out jessica is where we're trying to fit in and rosemary might be the odd person out but maybe not so the whole thing is they're backstage and Rosemary tells Jessica to put on her Havoc match uh, mask and Jessica's like, no, this is ugly. What the hell is this? And then Rosemary's like, well, this is what you wear to battle. And Jessica's like, battle? Wait, I have an idea. She walks away. She's like, this is like Game of Thrones? And she just walks out. Taya, meanwhile, she's like, this is like what happened with Sue Young and Susie. And Rosemary's like, yeah, we had to hang her. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> she's not wrong though, Rosemary. Like, true. <laughs> It's true. That's what happened. But I'm just like, wow, you went back there. Anyway, Jessica comes back. She's wearing a mink stole and says this is her battle coat. I'm surprised she didn't say winter is coming, but there's plenty of time for that. And then Jessica and Taya are like besties now. Are we wrong? Like, is it going to be some or or is Jessica going to snap and beat the shit out of Taya Valkyrie sometime? I don't care because I am here for it. Because it could go one a few ways. You could say, you know what? Now Rosemary's ousted. Because when she put on that fur coat, it gave me um, big tight Valkyrie. She used to come out to the ring and be like this. Frankie Monet. It gave me that. I was like. She still does it. <laughs> like, she still does it. shitting me right now? That's so dumb. But I was here for her like, damn, Rosemary's going to get ousted. Or, or she's like, I don't want to wear this ugly stuff. And then one day she goes to the ring like, um. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I'm revealing my age here. I don't know if you remember the movie Adam's Family Values when they brainwashed Wednesday and she was super happy until the play and then she went yeah. back to being crazy. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Mid-match Havoc is like, tight. And then just choke her. <laughs> and that's what I think. I think it's going to be, or it's going to be that Rosemary like kind of gets over it and starts wearing mink stoles herself, but she secretly hates it. It's going to be, the story is going to be like Rosemary trying to mm -hmm. convince Jessica to become Havoc and then Havoc eventually snaps and it goes haywire. Or mm -hmm. it's going to be Jessica and Taya become besties and Rosemary's like, oh, forget this. I'm out of here. And maybe she goes to the Shadow Realm or the Undead Realm and becomes, you know, Courtney Rush or something like that. You know, does her 
her other gimmick does rosemary who knows it could be something different for rosemary too maybe it's time to change up the rosemary gimmick the hat is back on she goes to the undead realm her and suyang get together yes and versus her oh. and taya Val listen her versus taya valkyrie and jessica suyang and rosemary i don't care i just fight all of them fight they they did evoke the name of suyang tonight and normally when you do that it's not for nothing it's a good point. It's a very good point. Maybe that's Sue what we'll Young. Go. Not Susie, not no, Susan. Susie, yeah. <laughs> well, Susan, I loved, but Sue Young, it could work. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I think you and I started with this whole where does Havoc fit in? And mm -hmm. now we're actually talking about does, where does Rosemary fit in? Yeah. It's a very different turned on its head story. And I'm fine with that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're in the back again, and Josh Alexander's talking to Scott Demore. Josh is putting over the roster, has a list of people he wants to face. Rich Swan walks up, and he's just like, hey, I got my mojo back, and I want another shot at the Impact World Championship because I never got that when I lost it. And Scott's like, yeah, it's true, but how about I give you a shot for a shot? And uh, they're going to do Rich Swan versus Kushida next week, which I, I heard when they announced the match, and I was like, this would be a good match, but it's not what I wanted. Either way, Rich Swan versus Kushida. How do you feel about it? Are you looking forward to it? Is this something that gets you pumped up for the idea of maybe Rich Swan moving back into the World Heavyweight Championship scene? I like Rich Swan, <clears throat> and I'm not saying what I'm about. I'm not trying to to shit on this man's anything, but I feel like as good and as competitive as it would be for Rich Swan versus Josh Alexander, I don't want Rich Swan to lose like that. Does that make sense? Like, yes. I don't, I don't think he'll go over on Alexander, and I don't think neither of those men benefit. And I like Kashida, but I don't want to see Kashida versus Swan, not because it's not going to be a good match, but because I want both of them to win. And I know not everyone could win in professional wrestling, but I'm like, yes, I trust Impact to do a good finish, whatever it is, no matter win or lose or draw, whatever the case may be. But it's one of those things where it's like, I know it's going to be a good match, but why? I don't yeah. want either one of them to lose. Yeah, so. I hear you on that. Mm -hmm. What if, I don't know, what if you team up Rich Swan and Kushida instead? They don't have to go for the tag titles immediately, but what if you give them a little tag little tag run? Why not? Against Well, that's the question. You got to find some people to go against, and if it's going to be, I don't know, Honor no more. Yeah, I know. That's where I stopped myself. I don't know. Either way, Rich Swan and Kushida, the match is going to be great. They're yeah. doing that next week. They're also going to do uh, Edward Edwards versus Ace Austin because we can't get out of the Honor No More versus Bullet Club bubble. All right, fine. And Killer Kelly makes her debut. Uh, Emergence, by the way, they added in Bandito versus Ray Horace. And I was like shocked because Ray Horace, I don't think he's been on TV or like performed as Ray Horace in two years i have no idea who that is so i'm excited it's triple a it's a triple a wrestler and then okay. bandito bandito's bandito if you don't know who bandito yeah. is he's a former ring of honor world champion uh great wrestler had one hell of a match at triple mania a couple of months or a month ago where he landed on his head and neck and it looked real gnarly it was bad it was an incredible match that he was having and there was a spot that involved uh black taurus and phoenix i think it was and it was just a gnarly landing it was really Oof. really bad but uh bandito is going to be the match he's back it's fine looking forward to that match in emergence folks get your super chats in because it is time for our main event 
the Motor City Machine Guns explode, but not really because they're still best friends. Chris Saban and Alex Shelley have a match. The first time they fought against each other was for the vacant X Division Championship at Genesis 2009. Alex Shelley won. They gave this match. They was, and they gave this match a lot of time. They had a lot of early back and forth chain wrestling. It was just a really good match. I know you were completely enthralled, so tell me what you liked. Tell me about it. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) So going into this, I was like, Chris Saban, to me, has always been, quote unquote, the better man, the better technical wrestler. I like Chris Saban, but at the same time, I've seen a lot of Chris Saban, big uncle, daddy, getting stuff rubs, and I'm here for it. I was really happy that Alex Shelley won it tonight. The match itself was one of those things where it's like, it really could have gone either way from, um, I really wrote no notes. And that's the worst part. Cause now that I'm being told to recite what I like, my mind is drawn a blank. I remember when they were throwing each other. I remember off the top row, the last couple of thirds with the, oh, is he going to tap? Not tap. Oh, one, the two count. The whole match itself was good. And what I really enjoyed the most is at the end, there's no animosity. Just two guys who are like, listen, I want to wrestle. You want to wrestle. Let's wrestle. He could have cheated, but he didn't. And he just really out-wrestled Chris Saban. And that's not something you hear a lot of people say. He really just out-wrestled Chris Saban. I loved that Saban went after Shelly's head and neck. I love that Shelly went after Saban's knee. Was it? Did I say that right? Shelly went after Saban's knee. Saban went after Shelly's neck. There are two S's. It always messes yeah. me up. But I like it. And they did some really, again, innovative stuff. Mm-hmm. Shelly at one point pulls Saban's knee in close to tie him up with his arm. And pull it close as if he's trying to hyperextend it. Really good stuff. Uh, and then Saban gets pissed off and he starts kicking heads because that's just what you do. Uh, you're talking about that that last the, the last couple of minutes. Um, first of all, Alex Shelley does this like dragon corkscrew on Saban's left knee while Saban's on the top rope. And it's really, really gnarly. I loved it. But then there's a belly-to-back suplex that Shelly tries to hit on Chris Saban and Saban almost lands on his damn head. And I'm freaking out. It was absolutely gnarly. He goes, Shelly goes right into the Border City stretch and then they break out. Was the the Border City stretch that one where he, because he did some really weird submission where this man looked like he was aura, where he had Saban looking like origami, where his head, I think, was against the floor and his leg was up like this. That that was the first thing I was talking about. Oh, that was rough. That was gnarly, bro. Nobody nobody had a name for it. Nobody knew what it was. It was just, it was just hyperextension. That's all it was. And it looked great. Mm -hmm. The uh, the Border City stretch is closer to the LaBelle lock. Uh, or not the okay. lock, the, uh, the cross face. Um, okay. You've seen it. The, oh God, Pac. I know. It. I know what you're talking about. I know yeah, what you're talking about. Know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure someone in the chat's going to correct me. It's 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 not the LaBelle <laughs> lock. It's closer to something else. Anyway, Saban hits clothesline from Hell, Michigan. Goes for the cradle shock. Gets reversed. Shelly hits the slice bread number two. There's a near fall. Two point nine. Saban reverses another border city stretch to do a pin, cradle pin. Two point nine. Shelly does the shell shock. Two point nine. Back to the border city stretch from Shelly to Saban. Shelly is the number one contender. He gets the tap. Saban taps out. Shelly is number one contender. They shake hands and out comes violent by design. They take out Motor City Machine Guns. And then Kushida makes an appearance and he clears house because Kushida and Alex Shelly, of course, make up the time splitters. But I don't care about that. Cresta, I love the fact that Josh Alexander is nowhere to be found. When he finished with violent by design, he was done with violent by design. 
How did you feel about the end of this match? How did you feel about Violent by Design and Kushida and the end of it? So by the end of this match, when Violet by Design ran now, I'm like, okay, I can see it. You don't want to get beat up by Eric Young. But then they get chased off by Kushida. Come on, Kushida's great. He's great. But how many times are you going to keep losing in one night? Ooh, Eric Young is not going to like this. So I'm hoping next week there's going to be something, something. But also, I did find it interesting because I thought that when Violet by Design ran now, I thought I saw Josh Alexander start running towards the ring, and then he was nowhere to be found. I'm like, I respect it. I'm the champion. Not my circus, not my monkeys. You guys can fight to fight me. I don't care. But Kashida coming out making the save, even though he's part of the time splitters, I kind of wasn't expecting that. I'm here for it. I like it. But again, violent by design. What do you... Eric Young told you to beat out the sickness, which I assume is weakness, and that's weak stuff. At this point, I feel like violent by design has got to be at a crossroads, and something has got to give more so now than um, Honor No More, which is... (laughs) <laughs> if that no makes more. sense yeah which is no more honor no yeah. honor in that i i just i want to know what they do next with violent by design just like you yeah they're i i'm glad that they're not using josh alexander as the guy to, mm-hmm. to take him out on because he because josh went through all three of them he beat all three of them clean no mm-hmm. less so there's no reason for Josh to get involved. And I'm sure that's going to play into the emergence storyline with Shelly. Shell, Alex Shelley's probably going to be like, where the hell were you? And Josh will be like, worry about your own problems. Like, yeah. I, you got a title match against me. Violent by Designs in my rearview mirror. This doesn't matter. So you're on your own. Kushida helped you. Good enough. Have fun. You got your time splitters back. Hooray. I, I, it'll be like, it's not Josh Alexander turning heel by any means. It's not. Yeah. It's just going to be Josh Alexander being like, I'm a smarter champion. And I don't need to fight your battles. Your battles are your own. These guys came after me. I took them out. Why can't you? If you want to be champion, you're going to have to deal with this shit too. Maybe and that's the way it plays three out. Is in the future. A three on three match is in the future for Violent by Design and uh, Motor City Machine Splitters. <laughs> that's fine by me. I would be totally good with that six man. Yeah. Time. Just keep Josh Alexander out of it. Let him do literally anything else and be like, I don't need to be here. I'm done. I agree. These guys, my title is all I want to deal with now. So for me, him not coming out, that was perfect. Yeah. That was what I I wanted. That was Impact Wrestling. I thought, like you said, four out of five is a really solid show. There was a Mm -hmm. lot going on um, and they did a lot of backstage stuff. So again, the matches, we may know the outcomes if you read the spoilers, but the backstage stuff is usually what sets up uh, the long-term stories or at least what's going on at emergence in a month's time. Less than that. God, like three weeks. Cressa, let's get out of here. Where can the people find you on the internet? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. I got to say, Joe Pearl, it's always fun talking wrestling with you on Thursdays. Guys, you can find me right below, Cresta Star, at Cresta D Star on Twitter. In my in my bio, there is a link to my link tree where you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, um, not not Facebook. No one has that anymore. YouTube, uh, anywhere. Hey, you we're can live find- on Facebook, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't have Facebook anymore. All right. It's me. I'm sorry, Facebook. Don't don't unfollow us. We love you. We love you, Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> but yes, anywhere where you can find Cresta Star and anywhere you can't, it's Cresta V Star. Where can they find you, Joel? 
Oh, I'm easy to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I'm also over on Fightful Overbooked at YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Got some stuff coming to Fightful Select soon. So go ahead and subscribe now because it's the best five bucks you'll ever spend. It's not just scoops. Man, there is a ton of content that goes up there every single day. Video, audio, reading, writing, the whole nine yards. Get involved. Go hang out with us, FightfulSelect.com. Let's get out of here. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you next week.